Happy Friday and welcome to the Life Without Limits podcast presented by Performance Locker. I'm your host, Casey Stutzman, and we're recording live at the Performance Locker in Alpena, Michigan. Um, I, great episode today. It was actually, it was not actually, but it was a lot of fun. I got to sit down with Sam and Paige, who you have met on previous episodes. If not, you can go back and check those out. Um, to learn a little bit more about them, but short notes is both of them are yoga instructors and we have a very interesting conversation regarding Instagram. Um, when I got started working full-time in fitness was around 2005. So this is really, this is very much pre-social media. So it's been really fascinating to see how Facebook, Instagram, things like that have kind of changed the landscape to fitness. And I think in my personal opinion, there's a lot of ways, maybe not for the better. So we kind of discussed this tonight. Um, I'm talking about it a little bit more from the fitness side, where the girls are going to be talking a little bit more from the yoga side. Um, a couple other things that we talk about and uh, some upcoming events, some other special things. Stick, stay tuned for after the podcast. I've got a couple announcements, a couple things we got going on that I want to share with you. So without further ado, here is the conversation with me and Sam and Paige. Well, welcome to, I guess this could be Performance Locker After Hours. <laughs> That's actually what I said to Aaron when I well, You know, we're doing PL After Hours. Did you guys ever watch uh, Saturday Night Live with, with the ladies' man back in the day? You're probably maybe a little too young. No. no Tim Meadows was the ladies. He was Leon Phelps. Oh, He's yes. like, ooh, the lady. Yes. He was like a radio call-in show. No. Okay, so <laughs> if you have to explain something, it's not funny, so I'm going to stop. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've been told that from... Anyway, someone out there listening knows, and they're <laughs> laughing, and they think it's hilarious, and you guys should do it at YouTube. So um, we are here this evening with Samantha Sampson, also known as Sam. I'm the only one who calls you Samantha yeah. from time to time. It's always odd. It just throws you off, and it, it makes does. me chuckle. Me off. I know. I, I, like, I'm almost like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about before how you can always tell how people know Mary Beth, my wife, by what they call her. Like, if they call her Mary Beth, it means that they met her sometime after high school or college. If they call her Beth, then that's a family member. If they call her Bets Beatty or Bethy, that's a close, close family member. If they call her MB, or if someone calls her Mary, they don't know who she is at all. Yeah. So, yeah, it's always fun. You can always tell by how. And also, Paige. Hello, Paige. Hi. And uh, so I want to start off talking tonight about we just had a Dharma initiative. Yes. Which is the brainchild of Sam and Sharice. Yes. And you guys have been doing that for like, what, four years now? I don't know if it's been exactly that long. Maybe three years. Maybe, I think you started I, doing I, it pretty I think, quick. I think this is actually like the fourth year. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like we, we are on the fourth year. I don't feel like the fourth year is complete. And Paige has participated in a number of these, including oh. doing singing bowls and a number of other cool things. So, But I'll, I'm, I'm stealing your thunder. Um, no, that's all right. Uh, but yeah, it's an awesome series of classes. It's a quarter four times a year. Um, uh, the first one is dedicated to children. So we always find like we want to find a local organization and then like a theme that fits within that. So the first one is we wanted to benefit children of our community. So we picked the Alpina's Boys and Girls Club. So every year, you know, we pick the same places, so year after year, those things can really And actually, we have up. a big fat check for them sitting right here, because you guys did an amazing job last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. And then someone even dropped off a donation later on and added to it even, which is just super thoughtful. They could, you know, plan on making it and couldn't. And That's awesome. Still contributed, so that was... 
And um, I haven't done the numbers, but it'll be interesting to kind of go back and see like how much funds you guys have raised for these four specific local charities year after year after year. Like we're yeah. starting to get to like pretty substantial contributions. Yeah. And then the next one's the environment, and that's in like June, which is appropriate because we can do it outside, and that's for Thunder Bay Trails Association. And then September, do, we do um, animals, which would be the um, Caring Humane Society. And then in December, um, it's dedicated to women and children also are benefited in this one, um, perhaps uh, for um, Hope Shores Alliance. So they're all, I don't know at all. It, it feels so good to be able to blend like something I love doing with helping other people. It almost seems like. I don't know. You guys <laughs> always do such a good, like this last one, like yeah, often. Yeah, Sharice played her ukulele. Oh, yeah. And, so, and yeah. Ryan came and he was playing guitar. And I didn't even and... know Ryan was going to come. I actually planned a whole playlist and then they were there and they were just going to strum the whole time through it. And then she planned to like sing at the end even. So it's awesome. Um, it's, it's really cool how it's kind of evolved. And this time we did candlelight and stuff and it was really funny because I did not account for daylight savings when I said that. <laughs> and like, I totally was like... Like, it's not dark. I got like, all very weird and nervous about it. I was like, oh my, it's like candlelight yoga and it's like so light out. I'm texting Sharice, like, it's so light out. Oh my goodness. And the candles was, are for ambiance. It's yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. it still looked very beautiful. Right. And at 6.30 at this time of year, it's so beautiful yes. out there. It's um, pretty. The sunlight comes into the main studio, and yeah, it's it's gorgeous. But it was we yeah, and then my so my plan was like one was to just say that you set the time and that throw me under the bus. <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah. Thanks. But I think you're totally okay with that because you like you said that phrase before. Oh, just throw me under the bus. So I was like, you know, I think fair enough. No, uh, I wouldn't really do that. And then Aaron said, Washington, well, like, it's almost April 1st. You could be like, it's an early April Fool's joke. There. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's stretching it, but like, okay, well. <laughs> I think they understand. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't think anybody. That's awesome. Was too Super cool that event. It was a little lighter than I thought it was going to be. It happens. You know. Before daylight savings, it would have been the idea. Another reason why we just need to get rid of daylight savings and yeah. stop switching clocks. Exactly. Like just I am maintain totally it. on board with that. Yeah. Because if you poll like a hundred people and if one of them can tell you why we do it, I'll I'll give you ten dollars. Yeah. I don't think anybody really knows. And even when you Google it, there's like fourteen different reasons that you might come across in the first page it of just, results. It alone. doesn't seem right to me to switch the time around. Maintain. It just messes with our maintain. Yeah. So here's what I want to talk to you guys about. And I'm very, very curious. Now, we have not had any pre-conversation on this. So I want to go in. Oh, goodness. Go in fresh. <laughs> go in hot. Um, I started training full-time in 2005. So at that point in time, social media did not exist. And I remember, like, early into my career, MySpace was a thing. And then all of a sudden, Facebook was a thing. <laughs> You're chuckling at me. I know. I'm yeah. dating myself. But... It's fascinating to me that like in the Instagram world that's actually had a pretty significant thumbprint on the world of fitness and yoga and Pilates. And I don't know if it's always in a positive. So I kind of want to dive into that. Like as yoga instructors, as well-trained yoga instructors, as what I would consider incredibly authentic yoga instructors, what do you think about Instagram? What has it done to yoga as a practice? What... 
is it good? Is it bad? Are there what misconceptions? What things is it perpetuating? What things make you just want to like scream? What things do you really like? What do you use it for? Like, and then I, I kind of want to, you know, we'll piggyback off and I'll kind of come at it from the fitness side. But I'm, I'm very curious to hear like, because both you guys are very social media savvy. And I think both you guys have great social media accounts and do a great job on Instagram. So you use it and you're active in it. But I also am going to go out on a limb and say there's some stuff that you don't love. <laughs> so I was giggling because I, I had a MySpace. And, um, Are you old enough to have a MySpace? I also, yeah, I also <laughs> had MySpace. I'm, I'm just a couple years younger than you. I always forget that. No, you but, seem much more vibrant than I do. Like, Maybe that's it. <laughs> in 2005, I was like in like seventh or eighth grade. Probably. Okay, so that would have been MySpace, Fred. So yeah, because that's why I left MySpace because it was full of eighth MySpace. graders with like ridiculous pages yeah, that I'm yeah. like, no, You're I'm done. All these cool backgrounds. And yes. Music. Theme music. Yeah. Yeah. So I got rid of MySpace when the Facebook arrived. Mm. And because yep. I was at one, originally you could only be at certain colleges and get onto it. That's true. For some reason, yeah, yeah, yeah. made the cut. No way. Yeah. Huh. I, I don't know how. Up but across. Somehow there was a connection to Harvard okay. or something. I don't know. Somebody somewhere got us on there. So, so you were on I, the Facebook. I had the Facebook. So you were probably on there before I was even. The like... First year yeah. it came out, I ended up on it. Okay. I think that was 2005. Yeah, I was. I was. Or 2004 or something. It would have been later. It was probably like, I'm going to get, yeah. say, 2007, 2008-ish. Maybe even yeah. 2009 that I first got on it. So I was laughing about the MySpace thing because that came up earlier this week for some reason over at Sunrise Treatment Center where I was teaching the men's group. Okay. I don't know why, but they were talking about hipster and uh, one of the guys said that he feels that I have that vibe about me. You have the and hipster I, vibe. I have the hipster vibe. And someone else was like, that's really not very nice. And I'm like, oh, I'm cool with it, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and then, the, and then the, the same guy, he was like, you were a scene kid on MySpace, weren't you? And I said, I don't know what that means. But I was totally on MySpace. So I don't know what that means. I don't either. He told me to Google it and I didn't. Um, it's one of those I things you're like, I don't know if I want to Google I, yeah, that. That's, that's what it seems was like emo. <laughs> oh, yes, then. <laughs> I don't get an emo vibe from you. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> like, I, I hide my face. I mean, I didn't come up with it. I'm not saying that. Sam, like, would you I decode these the things phrase. for us, please? Yeah, I'm just saying that's, that's <laughs> just what that means. Oh, Sam is in the it. know. I'm just not, I just, I was just born at totally. that time where it was used. Oh, I don't it's in middle school, fair I enough. I wouldn't say I was in the know. Yeah, so I, was, I was totally <laughs> into that. Yeah. So then when when did you start getting involved in Instagram? Um, Instagram. Fairly recent. Um, be like, I feel like I started my Instagram right before my yoga teacher training so that I could participate. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I did. So I could participate in a yoga challenge okay. that um, that um, my home base yoga studio was hosting. Okay. Um, uh, Tiffany uh, over at Yoga Roots was hosting some um, March. What's the one she does in March? It's like four weeks to freedom. Or four something. weeks to freedom. Okay. And we do a pose every day and do that. And so I started um, networking already with that studio mm-hmm. and then with my future classmates. So it was really cool. Okay. I love Instagram. Sam? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got on Facebook, like, in high school, I think, just, like, around when, like, yeah, MySpace was no longer <laughs> as cool, and, um, 
then, but I didn't, um, I was, like, kind of late getting a smartphone, so I went, like, didn't get Instagram until I got my phone, which was, um, like, shortly before I started working here. Okay. So, it was probably, like, the end of 2013, early 2014. Okay. Ish. <laughs> I want to say. And, yeah, I really liked it, and I first kind of, like, one of my, um, I also kind of got onto it because of um, one of my classmates from Yoga Roots mm-hmm. also, um, but I didn't participate in a challenge. I don't think she had that yet going on, um, and uh, she told me about Yoga Girl, and then I kind of, like, mm-hmm. started to fangirl hard on Yoga Well, even you shared with me a couple of yoga accounts that yeah. I still follow that are great. And there are, there's so Really like, excellent. really good information, well yeah. thought out, well written, very educational, like, yeah. really, really, really good stuff. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, so, there's definitely some good things out there, but I feel like you really have to sift through because there's mm-hmm. just so many accounts that just tag, you know, yoga onto it. And which is, like, fair enough. Like, if that's just, like, your interest in it, like, who cares? It's, like, you could add yoga to your name. You don't have to be a yoga teacher to, like, add that on there or anything. Um, Do you think overall, as a platform, Instagram for yoga... Is Instagram something that has helped yoga or hurt it? Yes. Helped. I would say yes to both. <laughs> yeah, I would say yeah to both for sure. Um, help. How has it helped? I mean, to be able to, you know, for teachers to have that kind of voice and reach other people. Accessibility. Um, okay, connectivity. Access, yeah, all right. and it's like, you know, it is essentially it's a free app, and it's like, usually, you, you know, you can put like, you, I mean, you would want to put, like, easy-to-digest kind of pieces on there. So I feel mm-hmm. like you can, when you think about it, you can kind of get a lot sometimes from those short posts. Right. So that part is pretty neat, but... Negatives. Pretzels. <laughs> you don't like pretzels? <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. That too. Yeah. Uh, no, that whole yoga pretzel thing, that, that yogis are all pretzels, or, or that we all travel to these exotic places and that if you don't have this beautiful incredible background or if you're not doing a handstand on a rock you're not doing your yoga whoa 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 back up so you're telling me that you don't have to be on a tropical beach in a bikini doing a handstand to do yoga totally cool if you're doing that but no you don't have to do that because like again from the outsider's perspective (laughs) if i were to just like search the hashtag yoga i feel like i'm going to see a lot of that oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. a lot a lot a lot yeah and in fact someone fairly recently said to me you know if you would um, put fewer clothes on when you're doing your yoga on your account you would attract a big audience and they were saying that in 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 that they admire that I don't do that but I also I like feel like if somebody wants to wear fewer clothes and do their yoga oh no yeah like by all means so right. I don't want to make it sound like it's a shaming thing, but so like, for example, like on the fitness side, and I mean, all I can speak is from my own personal experience, the time in my life that I had the best body, I was a pretty terrible trainer. (laughs) Like I don't, I don't look as good as I did when I was competing in bodybuilding, but in terms of like, if I had to choose between two professional me's, I'm going to choose the me now versus the me that 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 looked really good in pictures and 
like for a number of different reasons. Like I was early in my career and there was just a lot that was, we were focusing on very aesthetics. Like that was the type of training that we were doing. Like that was the training I was doing. Therefore, that's what I knew. Therefore, that's what my clients did. Like I didn't personalize very well. I didn't understand the body very well. But the irony is, is that like a lot of people look to someone's physical appearance to kind of choose like their fitness professional. Like that person looks good. Therefore, I'd like to hire them because I want to look the way they look. And when I looked a certain way, I would not hire me if I had a choice between the two, like in comparatively. So I, I've always kind of found that somewhat ironic. And then there's a woman named Amanda Vogel who does a lot of freelance writing on, on the fitness side. She's had a lot of articles and things and idea publications and whatnot. And she had this one some years ago that I really dug and it was called Cert by Selfie. And it was basically, she had kind of scoured Instagram and some different social media type things. And she had found these accounts and these people had millions of followers and they were not unattractive. And it was both males and females. And it was a whole lot of pictures of a lot of things showing on, again, both sides of the curtain, if you will. And a lot of pictures of the bodies of these people. And they had amazing bodies and they were incredibly attractive. And they obviously worked very hard. And I don't want to take any of that away from them. But because of these followings, because of how they looked, they were starting to sell workout programs to people. And then when you dug deeper, not a, like there was a number of them that she had dug into and had contacted that had not a personal training certificate, had no background, had no education, had done no training, had no classes. So, I mean, these people really had no professional right to be giving any advice to anybody. And I mean, this is a totally different tangent, but like... You know, for me, without taking someone through a screen, without watching them move, without working with them, you know, one on one, like to just give people workout and exercise advice, I just it, it makes me cringe. I think that's a that's a no no. So I mean, to just you know, here here's my program to eight weeks to a better bum, and and just to kind of willy nilly throw that out to someone. But the point of the article I, I, I found very fascinating is that there's a lot of these people that just were super attractive individuals that had wonderful bodies and they use that to garner a following and then they use that following to start selling fitness and wellness advice and when you peel back the layers of the onion they were not qualified to do so whatsoever and i mean that's a huge liability and concern um you know, this is just kind of an anecdote, but there was someone that I knew some years ago that had been active in fitness for a very long period of time. And um, they had a friend who was looking for some workouts and needed some help. So like, hey, do these, do these exercises. The person got a hernia mm -hmm. because it was stuff that they shouldn't have been doing because there was probably some underlying issue and they just, and again, cause and effect. Like there could have been a thousand other things that could have caused that. And I don't want to say that, but... That's why we screen people. That's why we interact with them because you never know. Like you don't know what's lying under the surface and then to just hand someone a workout and say, go do this. And so it was, it was interesting. It was very problematic. And like one of my biggest issues on the fitness side is that I wish there was a little bit more investigation into the professionals that people choose. You know, what experience you have, how long you've been doing this, what are some of your beliefs, what are some of your philosophies, you know, where did you study, what, all these things. And, and that's a tough thing to do in, in our world because we don't have the level of certification that you guys have. You know, we have a basic test, you take the test, you get the letters after your name and boom, all things are done. So that's tough. You know, whereas at least in yoga, it's like, I know if someone has their RYT, that's a legitimate person to an extent. And I know all, not all are created equal, but then, 
you know, 200 versus 500 and so on and so forth, like it gives you a little bit better scope. Whereas in the fitness world, it's you have your certified personal trainer. So that's it. And whether you've been doing it for 20 years or 20 minutes, the credentials are exactly the same. So it's really hard to, to do that. But it's, I feel like sometimes when people operate that way, it's something like Instagram that can be so disconnected, it perpetuates that is that, you know, I would like to see more and more and more what I, professionals in, in our line of work. And I feel like, is that helping create more professionals? I don't know. Or is it helping to perpetuate things that are just, hey, you have a six pack, I wanna hire you. Mm-hmm. That's my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a lot of truth to that. Um, and then coming back to pretzel yoga, I saw something the other day that like, you know, um, you see balance a lot on accounts like, oh, practice balance, practice balance. But then um, in order to be in a lot of the pretzel pose, or honestly, a lot of it has almost went from yoga <coughs> to Excuse gymnastics me. in a way, yeah. too, in a lot of it. So it's like, those are really extreme things. Like you, like... Mm, good point. I'm not saying that's necessarily a negative thing, but that's not probably a very imbalanced life is mm. all I'm getting at. Let me ask, like, I'd be curious to take both of your takes on this. So the thinking is, when you show that, you show those advanced progressions, you show the really beautiful bodies doing very difficult things and pretzel yoga and handstands and everything else, the thinking is, is I'm putting this out there as almost something that people aspire to and it's going to yeah. motivate yeah. and it's going to say, I want to get there. I want to get that. Mm-hmm. How effective do you think that is? Do you think it has the intended effect of creating motivation or do you think I, it goes the other way and causes people to go, well, I'll never be there? I don't know. I personally felt like both, honestly. Yeah. And it depends um, on what the person's saying with it. Yeah. And I guess it kind of just depends on that person, their account, how they kind of go, kind of go about presenting that and that give me an example um i guess if there's like more depth to the pose and or like more depth to the post itself you know there's a more realness to it um i'd probably resonate with it a little bit more and maybe be more inspired or maybe they you know connected that physical breakthrough with their the emotional side of it kind okay. of thing too like if they kind of shared more that'd probably inspire me to kind of thing um or also just seeing the ease sometimes of what how people can kind of come in and out. It's like, oh, that transition, like, that would be, that would probably feel really nice <laughs> kind, of, um, kind of thing. So sometimes it is inspiring, especially as a yoga teacher, because um, if you're teaching multiple classes a week, sometimes you feel like you're just kind of maybe, you know, saying a lot of similar things, and you want to keep your classes fresh. You don't want your students to get bored so I feel like you know I get inspired in that way too do you feel like some of the ones else. that you follow are speaking more to teachers or more to I do try to I do try to follow other teachers specifically instead of I guess okay. people who like you're saying like don't have any yoga certification who aren't leading classes or things like that um not to say there's anything that's always wrong with those accounts but it depends on why you're following them and I guess I always kind of try to, like, if, if you're following someone they, and they don't make you feel good, you should not follow them. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, I feel like my Instagram, I can very much, like, it's a lot easier to fine-tune and, like, put a bunch of, like, I have all kinds of crazy vegan pages and desserts and, like... Just really cool, yeah, places to travel. Or... In this moment, I'm realizing how unbelievably polar opposite our our Instagram feeds are. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. 
and like, about like animal cruelty <laughs> is wrong and things like that. Which I do not in <laughs> any way, shape, or form support that. Yeah. But yes, yeah, I, I you would probably not love some yeah. of the things that I choose to follow. Of course, I don't like some of the things I like to follow. Like there's there's a lot of unfollowing that goes on, but that's a conversation for a different day. Because um, yeah. I agree with you, I think how things are put in a certain light makes so, yeah, makes I mean, all the difference. It's a double edged sword, I suppose. You yeah. know, there is you know I think there is some benefit to it, but I definitely think there is a lot of negative to it, unfortunately, especially because there is you know so much like self judgment and stuff, and when people are like. All these perfect bodies and doing perfect poses. I got to follow up on that, but I want to let Paige weigh in. I think some of the ones I like to follow um, when they're like showing the uh, air quote advanced yeah postures when they're like breaking um, it like down into things they work on to, to get, get there. there. Um, or they are working on getting there and, and they're showing... I notice you guys do that a lot. Fumble. Oh, yeah. Like there's that's also a cool thing is to, like, see your progress. Like, I can, like, scroll back and yeah. see what I was doing, like, three years ago and, like, just, like, wow, my practice has changed so much. It's like a living scrapbook, kind of, like, without having to have, like, you know, your actual thing. Like, I might not have time to do that, but it's, like, you know, pretty easy to, like, post a picture. And, For both of you guys, like, on your pages, who are you talking to? I mean, do you have a specific audience or is it something for you? Are you like, when you make a post, are you thinking about talking to teachers? Are you talking to students? Are you like, no, this is for me? I, I'm just, I'm curious. I still think I'm trying to figure out that. Like your um, voice? Well, not my voice. I know my voice. Who my audience is. Um, it's... Yeah, I'm not really... Work in progress. It, it, it kind of is a work in progress. I don't know. I um, Like, bringing in students here, clients and such, that tends to happen more on my Facebook at this point in time. That's true. It's a different conversation that it happens is. there. So, I don't know. I think a lot of it um, is just trying to share things that I'm working on and going through with an authentic and vulnerable voice because I know there are people out there who maybe have felt the way I have felt mm -hmm. and feel disconnected, so letting them know it's okay and it's whatever normal is. Right. Um, just being open and, and a little vulnerable on these platforms. And that's not something that... like. I don't need everyone to know that I had a coffee today kind of thing, but more like, hey, I went through this thing. Right. And so tiptoeing that where, line yeah, between like, the overshare yeah. and the like, this is, you know, just trying to like thing that yes, happens and show people that like, you're not alone. There's other people. And yeah. To, to a comment that you made, Sam, um, from an outsider, when I see like, let's call it the mind body side of Instagram and you know, you mentioned Facebook and like, I'm specifically kind of picking on Instagram here because I feel like the fitness yeah. aspect of it, like it's a huge part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's something that really lives and breathes on that platform. Yeah. And there's a lot of pictures of a lot of people doing fitness and active based mm -hmm. things. Um, it seems sometimes that like, what you mentioned in terms of like the emotional and spiritual side of the practice is all it, it feels disconnected. It seems that there tends to be a focus more on the physical. Yeah. Do you feel that, or is that depending on who you're following? Um, yeah, I mean, I think 
there is some truth to that also, um, but it's also, you know, a visual platform, too, so. Yeah, that's a good point. How do you take a picture of an emotion? That's a very good point. And then, like, a lot of times people <laughs> use, you know, like, catchy photos to grab you. To grab, right. To read the caption. Yeah. So it's, um, so it's like, a lot of times their point is to let you read the caption. It's just, like, they know that grabs your attention to see those kind of maybe, you know, flashier. So maybe it's an opportunity to like start the conversation and then get deeper in an appropriate forum or environment or in a live practice or... That's interesting. You, you bring up a really good point because it's like... So much of this stuff is so new that I don't think we really even know what it is. I mean, at the, at the essence of it or how or to... impacts of it. Yes. Too. I wish I could cite my sources, and I can't. So this could be complete bullshit, so just take it at face value. But someone had shared with me some years ago that, and that happens a lot in fitness, is that, like, professionals or people who are into fitness, like, you know, they do a 5 a.m. workout, and you snap the selfie of you all sweaty at 6 a.m., and you're like, I got up and got it, and da-da-da-da-da, and, you know, humble brag. But the thinking is... It's going to show people, like, I can do it, you can do it too. You know, I'm a working mom, I'm a working guy, I got all this stuff going on, and, like, I made time for it. And, like, so it's – behind it is meant to be motivation. It's yeah. meant to show, like, kind of what you're saying, Paige, like, I can do this, you can do this too. And I oh, – like I said, I really – I wish I – follow those ones. I, I wish I, I could cite my sources on this because I – I, I, I follow them every single time. I don't know why. They don't resonate with no, me. No, you're right. Why. And I agree with you. It's like I – I'd see that, and in my head, I'm like, humble brag. Like, this is this is to boost your ego. Like, that's the feeling I got. I don't know if that was their intentions, but that's just how I always felt internally. And someone shared with me some information that came across some sort of study saying that, like, that actually had the adverse effect to people is it was more upsetting because they saw it as some impossible thing that they couldn't reach or they couldn't achieve or they couldn't do, and it actually would drive them deeper into depression. Um, and that's, there's been studies like that regarding Facebook as a whole. Cause if you think about it, like Facebook and Instagram, what I post is the absolute highlights of my day. Yeah. So it's easy for, you know, maybe Sam's in a little bit of a funk and she goes on there and goes, Oh, look at Casey. And he's doing this with his daughter. He's doing this with his son and he's outside. His life is just so great. Mine's terrible. And like, that's <laughs> not that far fetched. Like how many times have you been doing that where you're just, you might be in a little bit of a funk and you see other people doing really cool stuff and you're like, I get on the rev the Instagram at that point. But I don't think everybody rec- has that awareness to recognize that. Like, and you're right. Like and when that's I'm why feeling. I also post my funks on there. I don't just post my highlights. It, I have a really big yes. one I have to post on. Too, it's important. My favorite Facebook account of all time is my wife's because I think it's like the most authentic one I've ever come across. Like that is Mary Beth. Love to a T. What she writes. That it's, is that person. It is just so great to follow her. She's great. Yeah. yeah. But I mean like what you're you saying there. She captures emotion in her photos. That's a good point. She does. But she's got an eye for it. Like it was funny because I was. Because you can like I'm looking at a picture of a sunset right now. Yeah, I mean. That's going to bring up emotions. Right. Different emotions. With a trained individual. Like, if I take that same picture, it's not going to capture it. (laughs) (laughs) Just that, like, there's things that inspire us to have responses, emotional responses. Agreed. Like, I mean, that's why art is created. I, uh... Um, I didn't connect the dots until not too long ago, but, like, I, I mean, as you guys know, I'm actually pretty terrible about posting in general. And I'll tell you why. Two years ago, it was a summer, two years ago, I'll never forget it, I... I was going out paddleboarding, and it was like late June, early July. So I had already been out a bunch. Mm-hmm. 
And every time I went out, I'd snap a picture and da-da-da. And like, you know, first paddle of the year or like if it's a beautiful sunset or if something's unique, like, yes, take a picture. But there's nothing unique about this day. It was just a day. The conditions were what they were. It wasn't a beautiful day. It wasn't a terrible day. It was just a day. And I'd already had a bunch of like paddleboard related pictures. And I was like racking my brain trying to figure out like what to take a picture of. And in that moment, I'm like, why am I taking a picture? Like if I don't, if nothing's speaking to me, <laughs> yeah. why am I taking a picture? And furthermore, why am I sharing it? Is this for me yeah. or is this for other people? Am I trying to share something that inspired me? Or am I just being like, hey, I want some credit because I went out paddleboarding today. And I really couldn't answer myself honestly, so I didn't post anything. Mm, and, I, and I think about that often. And then I know for me personally, and again, everybody's different. And like Mary Beth loves to write and she loves to compose photography. Mm -hmm. So Facebook is something that marries two of her skills and her passions beautifully and is actually a wonderful creative outlet. For me... Anytime something happens, I always kind of look like, okay, I can view this through an electronic lens and almost miss part of it now, but have a record of it later. Or I can view it with my own two eyes now and have that internally, but then not have a record of it later. Mm -hmm. And I found over the years, I'm kind of erring more towards the side of like, you know what, this is for me. <laughs> and this is for me and the people that I'm here with. And if there's something about it that I want to capture, to come back to and remember later. But a lot of times I just, me personally, I'm kind of like, I like those memories and I don't know if I need to view it through an electronic screen and I don't know if I need any social credit for it. Yeah. And it, it, that's not to put down anybody who chooses to share things because I think people should share things that speak to them. And it's, I don't know. It, it, it's this weird thing that I struggle with because I feel like, to your point, there's a wonderful opportunity on these platforms to connect with people and for people to get to like know you. And one thing I love about posting stuff is like, you know, you'd go to some social gathering and you're always starting with the normal chit chat of weather and blah, blah, blah. Since Facebook and Instagram, like I can show up to someplace and someone starts asking me about stuff I actually give a shit about. Because they saw, <laughs> hey, well, we saw you this. And it's like, you get this yeah. wonderful conversation that started like in the middle of it, instead of having to go through all the, you know, silly, getting to know you chit chat is just mind numbing. So it's like, there's these one, so it, it's tough because there's so many sides to it. And it, it, it's a difficult thing to, to put in perspective and it's a difficult thing to figure out like what's the best possible way to use it. And, and I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if on the fitness side of it, I'd love to know how many people get inspired to do something that they wouldn't have done otherwise. But on the same token, I think of like myself and like you guys have said, there's people and information and books and videos that I've connected with through this that I probably wouldn't have found otherwise that helped me professionally immensely. And there's a lot of great content out there, but then, so let's get to this. That's gonna segue nicely into how do you weed through the nonsense and what would be maybe some of your tips or advice, you know, someone's out there and, you know, think about talking to your students or people that, you know, I, I love this practice. I want to improve it. I want to get better at it. I want to learn more about it. I want to be a better student. How do, how do, you know, what advice would you have in terms of like, what, what do you guys look for in authentic people that you want to follow? How do you know when it's unfollow time or how do you know when something's maybe toxic or what are the red flags that you're like, nope? It's a really good question. In 
Instagram and my Facebook are so different. Yeah. That's a valid point. Yeah, definitely. Mine too. Um, so I'm way pickier I've on Instagram. Yes. You got to earn that spot. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, Facebook, <laughs> I'm like friends with lots of people yeah. on there. And so I see all different viewpoints right. and I see positive things, negative things, everything in between. I follow news platforms on Facebook. I refuse to follow news on my Instagram. Really? I do not follow any news media. Why is that? Because I would I think the opposite. I want... Instagram is where I go for my gotcha. dose of positive. So you're filtering that heavily. I am. I choose You want this to, to be a positive... Like, yeah, enjoy. And well, okay. and I say positive, but I mean... Sometimes stepping into sadness yeah. and, and those kinds of topics, the hard topics, the vulnerable topics, they're all there. Um, but like I don't, I, I don't tend to do a lot of like the world event following stuff. That and, makes sense. And I don't actually follow a lot of um, the same people on both things. Yeah, I, I find myself doing that too. Yeah, so... Um, it sounds like from your like your Instagram approaches, and I, I like this because I think it's kind of simple and brilliant. Is like, does that make me feel good? Yeah. And if so the answer is no, if it's, if it's too cliche, does it bring me joy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's I think that's. Or does a, it bring me a lesson? There you go. And is this a lesson that I need to sit with? Because sometimes I react to something, and mm. I'm like, all right, am I reacting because? Um, I just don't like it, or am I reacting in in some other capacity? Like, what is, is there more to that? Something up for me that I need to look at. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What are you saying? How do you weed through? Um, I guess like if they're trying to like sell a lot of products, that's one thing where I'm gonna instantly oh, like products or programs or something. So where that's I'm, like, a rabbit oh, hole we'll dive into here. Oh yeah, like that, like that, <laughs> like that, like will instantly get you, you know, out of there. Um, I guess like after a while, it doesn't take too long to just kind of like weed out and just see how authentic the people are. I mean, you can kind of just tell when they're fake if it's just like a generic quote with the yoga pose or something all the time. But in all fairness, I mean, that probably took you a while to develop that radar. It, it did, yeah. Like, and that stuff works because it's effective. You know what I mean? Like, people do yeah. it because it's effective. Exactly. Like, it, it works, and it's it's um, it's easy to kind of feign authenticity. And I think also, too, I started to become a... Um, uh, so I talk about my, like, fangirlness for Yoga Girl, and uh, she has a um, an online yoga platform called 108 okay. um, TV. And so when I was actually in Aruba, I... Um, took a class and they filmed it for that so I'm actually like in like one of the classes on there which is super cool Sam's famous yeah. Sam's insta famous well I'm not famous at all uh, the, person, yeah. the person leading the class you is, got some d- uh, dirt on your shoulder you, you know but like but it, it was on my off. wedding day too and everything yeah. it was like pretty spectacular so so I became but anyway but before all that happened I just needed to share that because uh, so cool. <laughs> She's gushing. Um, yeah, it was, you know. That was times. when you, like, stuck a handstand your first time, too, wasn't it? Um, not the first time, but, like, I did, like. Like, a good hold But, like, or um, she came and gave me an assist in the class, which was really, mm. like, cool. And popped me, like, yeah, popped me up into it. So that was, that was, yeah, super special. Anyway, so the, the platform. And, like, so I just got to see that a bunch of teachers on there. And I feel like if they were yoga girl approved, that mm. they were probably pretty decent yoga teachers because not only is she about like oh like this class needs to like have depth to it but it also needs to be like you know anatomically correct also for us and just being mindful of you know 
how that practice is going to live on in our bodies as we continue to grow and get older. And um, so I feel like right there gave me like a good source of just I kind of started following teachers that I started taking their classes from there. And I think that was a good source of building on there. Um, or a lot of times people will um, on Instagram like do like shout outs like, hey, follow yeah. this page. Yeah. So I think that's what helps more so than like, I just like I like went and like follow a thousand yoga pages and then had to weed through them. Like, You're looking like for a specific. really daunting task kind of. So like, yeah, like I don't follow like, I mean, I feel like my follow, like I don't follow too many people on Instagram. Yeah, I don't either. There's, I don't follow a ton of fitness stuff because it's the same so, thing. It's like there's things that I really, yeah. yep. Yep, and I'm looking for like a, a level of you know content and stuff. That... Then, yeah, like I said, for a while, it's just you kind of like feel it out. It's like if you're always just trying to sell something, or you're like, or you just don't like, you know, you're just feeling like like maybe like their intentions, like you know, like why, like why are you sharing this? Mm-hmm. Like, why, like why am I, why am I seeing this? And it just doesn't feel, yeah, resonating or. What do you? So we'll start with Paige. What do you? If there was one misconception that you feel like people might have if they were just viewing yoga through Instagram, what would it be? Like, so here's your opportunity to like talk to all of Instagram and say, hey, this thing is not true or this thing is not that way. What one thing would you clear up? That you don't have to be traveling to distant lands or standing on the edge of a rock to do your practice. It can be in your living room. It can room. be, yeah, in your living room. In sweatpants and a stained t-shirt, as long as you're making time for it. Like yeah. that's, yeah. There's not enough of that highlight on there. Is it highlight or highlighted? Yes. Depends on what times you're talking. In the context I just said, which would be correct. I always There's not enough it. of that highlighted. <laughs> so high, highlight would not be like super incorrect? We should highlight more of that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so from now on, Paige is going to be in the back corner of all podcast recordings, just tapping me on the shoulder when I say something stupid. You're insane. Well, when I want to sound more intelligent, let's just put it that way. Just say it the other way. It doesn't sound as bad. Just keep going. What about you, Sam? Um, I would probably say that it just I mean, honestly, I guess I would say that, you know, from just viewing yoga just solely from Instagram, I'd want to say the disclaimer is that yoga is not only for, like, skinny, flexible, like, white women. You don't have to be an attractive white woman to participate in yoga. Yeah. And you don't have to wear the outfit. It doesn't have to be, like... You can wear your pajamas. You can wear whatever. A lot of times I only wear pajamas. (laughs) <laughs> it's funny though because you bring up such a good point like and I mean when you see so much stuff even on the fitness side on Instagram or any social platform it's it's very rarely what the a real class setting is and I know I take that back that's not fair to say when you see let's call it more production stuff mm-hmm. like photos that were clearly produced yeah. you know really good quality photos that they brought people in and dressed them and did like you know you see a lot of that because a lot of companies will use that for marketing and whatnot but it's very rare that those actually look indicative of what a class looks like which is all different shapes and sizes all different people and not everybody's wearing the uniform and everybody's got the matching lululemon or the matching <laughs> under armor or like yeah. everything's perfectly tailored and color coordinated like it's okay to just come as you are and do that thing. Exactly. Um, you know, from the fitness side, along that same thread or that same question, I think 
I feel like there's a lot of this kind of one size fits all approach. And, and this isn't just Instagram. I think this is kind of fitness in general. And I don't, I'd be curious to hear how much you guys deal with this in yoga as well, is that um, there's this thinking like, if this is a good exercise, it's a good exercise for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the case. And there's like, there's some popular exercises that I just kind of hate and that we'd never ever do because they don't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And, or like there's a risk versus reward right there is like upright rows where you're pulling a barbell up, like up your torso towards your chin. Even the best case scenario of really healthy, really functional, really mobile shoulders, it's not doing much for you. In the case of any shoulder immobility, it's actually causing a lot of issue and you're you're basically impinging your shoulder under load over and over and over and over. So it's just not a great idea. Like it's not a great exercise, but I see a lot of like, this is a great exercise or this is a great workout. And we're just sharing this workout in this template and just kind of saying, do this, mm-hmm. even though maybe people don't have the movement capabilities or the capacities to work on some of these things. And, you know, like you guys mentioned with some of the yoga stuff, I feel like on the fitness side of it, there's so little talk of progression. Or if it is talked about, it's kind of just glanced over on the surface. Now, there's a lot of places that do talk about it. So I'm just kind of speaking very generally, like on the whole, is, you know, you'll see a lot of stuff on Turkish get-ups that we talked about in the last episode. And you'll see a lot of people doing those. And you would see tons of pictures, but not a lot of like, here's step one, here's step two. Like, here's how we get to this point where we can do these really heavy things that are very, very complex. Or here's some of the areas that you might want to be careful of if you're not ready for. And I I just wish there was maybe a little bit more kind of behind the curtains look. It's like, this is a very personalized thing and this is very individualized. And yes, these might be great movements, but they might not be great for everybody especially if we don't know some of the underlying things that are going on. And I feel like that's not always at the forefront nearly as much as it should be is battle ropes are great. Yay. (laughs) Do battle ropes instead of like, well, yes, but maybe, you know, start here and get to here or check these boxes before you start doing that thing. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that's true in the yoga realm? I mean, and that's not a fair question to ask because like a yoga pose is a yoga pose, meaning like, I feel like there's a ton of bad exercises. I don't feel like there's any bad yoga poses. Right. You know what I mean? Because like when you look at like the heart of yoga and if I'm, this is not my area. So like if I'm <laughs> starting to talk out of my ass, like correct it. But it seems like the foundation of yoga is looking at these are the shapes that the human body should be capable of going into. We're going to get, we're going to work on those. We're going to work on staying stable here, being mobile here. I, 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 me personally, I haven't come across like, and I mean, again, I, my sample size is small because I'm really only experienced in like your guys' yoga. <laughs> but I don't come across a lot of stuff that I'm like, whoa, danger. That's, that's a terrible idea. You should stop doing that yesterday. Well, I feel like there are poses that yeah. are definitely not meant for like the modern body. Yeah, yeah, dive you know? in. So, like, I feel like that's what our teacher and Potoski kind of shared a lot was like, yeah, teaching yoga for the modern body. So, you know, in our society, people are already folding forward so often when you're on your phone and you're reading. So it doesn't make sense to incorporate a ton of forward folds in a yoga class. Okay. Like, I mean, yeah, there are times where it's great for to use that for a transition or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't need to do a standing forward fold and a seated forward fold. Gotcha. And yeah, just an, an animal in there. It's, that 
that just wouldn't be necessary. We're already in that kind of posture. So I want to help do the opposite. Undo to that. Yeah, to correct that. Mm-hmm. So um, I think, yeah, so there are some poses that, you know, I intentionally, you know, don't teach. Okay. And I think it's important, too, to teach what you practice or what you feel like you know is in your body, um, too. Um, I think that's always very helpful. As well, it's, it, I feel like it's definitely a challenge to try to teach a pose that doesn't feel good for you. Yeah, I gotcha. You. I gotcha. I mean, that at least that's for me personally a challenge. No, I think that's a valid, valid point. Um, yeah, I think one of the things we often see with the yoga poses, uh, a popular way of posing is like to get to this, do this, not that. Those ones kind of, I don't know, they're a little cringeworthy sometimes. Why is that? Like, because of the one-size-fits-all approach? It's a one-size-fits-all, and it's like, you must get to this if you're not doing this. It feels like that's highlighted, mm. and the process isn't. So, like, to, like, do um, the splits or something, they just, like, show you, like, pushing into that. We're too focused on the destination. Yeah, really pushing into that, and that it, it, it's no longer about, well, why are you doing Why? What's the, what's the purpose yeah, so of to that, like. As an instructor or teacher, are, are you okay if there's someone that never gets there for a number of reasons? Yeah. Like, I, so it's not necessarily something that we need to put out there as a carrot right. that people need to chase. Like, ah, oh, you got to get the splits down. Right. No, yeah. Definitely. I feel like I, there's a lot of exercises in the training space I feel that way with. Is that, you know, like, um, not to pick on them, but like in the CrossFit world, like cleans. Where your big heavy barbell, pick it up off the ground and bring it up to what's called a rack position where it's kind of resting across the front of your chest. It's an Olympic lift. It's very technical. It's very difficult. There's a lot of, like, there's a lot of things. Like, if you can do that and can do it well, it says a lot about your physical capabilities. So, I mean, it's definitely, like, a pinnacle-type exercise or movement. But my experience has been, like, there's some people that will probably never get there to do that level at that load and that style. And that's completely okay and there's a thousand other ways and other exercises that are more accessible where we can build the same movement capabilities. Yeah. So, like, you know, I don't like to put that as something. It's like, well, we have to get to this or, you know, put it out there. Like, well, if we don't get to this, then you're just not in that top percentile or, mm-hmm. or whatnot. I mean, it doesn't make it any less impressive, and it's, it's great. But, yeah, I mean, it could even be something as, like, a significant knee or ankle injury when they were a kid that's just going to limit mobility to the point where it's just not a great idea mm-hmm. from here on out. And we don't need to put that as a end goal, per se. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any other last words on, on the gram? I don't think so. I feel like we covered a lot there. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty well covered. Yeah. So I, the, I, I think the gist of this is that, like, not great but not evil on the <laughs> yeah. same time. I still like you know, it. Yeah. The yin and the yang. So I think at the end of the day, it sounds like it's, it's, it's information. I mean, we both still have it. We do. <laughs> and I think maybe we just need to use our brains to look and filter. And, and I Definitely. think you guys brought up so many good points about, like, you know, looking at it from a standpoint of, like, how do I feel when I imbibe this information? Are they trying to sell me something? Where is this coming from? Is this person trying to stroke their own ego? Like, yeah. I think a lot of those things, if you look into any account or anything you're following, if you really start to dig into it and ask yourself those questions, it's going to be pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then maybe look elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. I really liked what Sam brought up earlier um, about uh, 
yoga teachers um, on Instagram and the fact that it's not all white women who are skinny doing it. So, I don't know, go out there and find someone who doesn't look like you and steal that person. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> a valid point. I, we could probably dive into this. Why is it that, why is that the stereotypical yogi? Where did that come from? Because, I mean, this... I think it's just a Western, especially a U.S.-based... But it's such an Eastern practice. Right, but we have <laughs> culturally appropriated yoga in the West. When did that start? Like, I mean, if you looked when, at... When white people started practicing yoga. <laughs> <laughs> the same way white people culturally appropriate everything. That's a good point. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> the 20s? The 1920s, I think. Like really? That. Like that far back? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I would have never guessed. Yeah. I was expecting, like, 90s. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was, like, a skyrocketing in the 90s, but no. Okay. Yeah. But it, it slow burn up into yeah. that point. Yeah. Just, um, so we got a couple minutes left. I want to finish up and plug some cool stuff that you guys got coming up. So we have the yeah. Bliss Circle. Yay. <laughs> Give me the elevator pitch. Sell me on this Bliss Circle, ladies. I don't mean it like that. Like, <laughs> in a really nice way, please share with people what this really, really wonderful event is. Um, so the Bliss Circle is Events. a monthly um, <laughs> guided meditation workshop. So it'll be really cool. We'll explore mindfulness techniques. We'll do some journaling, some breath work. Um, we'll explore all different kinds of meditation. One of my favorite quotes is that there are as many paths to meditation as there are people. So um, in these sessions, we're going to get to explore um, different techniques and different ways to just make ourselves more present and more connected with what we really want to get from our experience um, in class, but also just our general experience from this life too. Um, meditation has been an incredibly helpful thing for me. And it's like, if you can breathe, you can do yoga. And it, you know, this is something where if maybe you don't feel as, yeah, it, it, it's something that it's accessible to all of us. Um, it's something we can all benefit from. Um, there's so many, um, yeah, health benefits associated with meditation and mindfulness and becoming aware so this is just a chance for us to meet monthly and to kind of dive into some of those deeper topics that we maybe kind of very gently touch the surface on in class but this is something we'll get to dive a little deeper but um, even if you're not a you know avid practitioner of yoga or that season um, you'll still really get a great experience from this too and this is something where we're gonna run it for six months and you can come to all the sessions. You could come to one of the sessions. You could come to a couple of them. Um, they can build on the next for you and kind of just enhance your meditation and practice your mindfulness practice. But um, you can also just, you know, get a lot of out of just joining us for one of the sessions as well. So um, we really hope that you can make it. It's going to be like on Tuesday nights, once a month, 7.30 to 8.30. Um, bring a journal with you. You will have to sign up ahead of time. Um, it's 25 for non-members, 15 for non-members, um, and you can see all those details, you know, on our website and stuff, but it'll be, yeah, just an incredibly neat experience to just share and kind of go into the deeper side of yoga, like, so what you don't see on Instagram, a lot I, of, like, you know, I know you guys have been, traveling to that very opposite side and really 
getting real with it. You guys have been working, <laughs> working on this for a really long time. Yeah. Um, I want to kind of wrap up. So, like, Paige, you know me. Would you agree that stereotypically people like me don't spend a lot of time practicing meditation? When I say that, I mean, like, large ego-driven males that have competitive sports backgrounds and things of that nature. I think you practice a different kind of meditation. Interesting. I yeah. think, yeah, you go out and you do, like, your ice fishing. Isn't there a process that you're right. going through with that to be very present and in the moment? Yes. Yeah, you're meditating. Fascinating. Or like, even, like, when you're in the shower, even, like, you know, a lot of us are just, like, in the zone while we're in the shower almost, you and you're kind of, like, in it's a state. It's all about working on being present. It's the presence Process. Yeah. I think a lot of people get hung up just like on the word meditation. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, like my so mind heavy. has to be empty. Or I, yeah. yeah, I can't think Not of anything. So it's the idea to clear it out. It's like, no, it's just to be really aware of what those thoughts are. And you find that your mind is so busy. And then after a while, you get to these really like truthful, amazing thoughts that just like bring you so much peace and like security. It's, I mean, my personal experience just knowing you guys and, you know, learning more about myself through that process and the, you know, not nearly enough times that I get to make it to your classes. Like, I think it's easy for people that would like fall into more of my demographic to be like, well, that's not for me. That's not the type of thing that I need or benefit. But it's been really interesting to learn. Like that's actually more of what I need than going and pushing myself really hard on the training floor. Like that environment is easy and there's distraction. Whereas like learning to just sit and enjoy quiet and not hold on to thoughts and just let things flow through. It's an amazing experience. And, you know, I mean, if I'm being honest with myself, like if I really want to create better balance in my life, like that's more of what I need. Like that's, you know, I, I like the very energetic, very lots of stuff going on, distracting yeah. type environments. Whereas, you know, to, to create some level of balance and feel a little bit more at ease in the middle, like, that's the side that needs to be represented. And so it's, it's been fascinating because like that's a more difficult environment for me to exist in. I think it is for a lot of us um, in our culture because we are so busy, busy, busy all the time and moving um, to step into the not moving and to take the time for ourselves in this way is really challenging in another way. But so valuable. It is. And scientifically proven to be valuable for our health and our wellness. That's awesome. Again, I know you guys have been working on this for a very, very, very long time. So I'm so excited to see it come to fruition. And I can't wait for it to get started. So starting next month, starting in yeah, April. So yeah. awesome. Well, ladies, thank you thank so you. much for taking the time. I know you got lives and stuff going on and it's late, but this was a wonderful conversation. I hope people enjoy it. So until the next time. Thank you. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's conversation. It's always a pleasure to have you jump in. If you are enjoying the podcast, you could do us a huge favor. Wherever you listen to the Life Without Limits podcast, if you could give us a rating, a review, help other people find it, help, help, help share it, we would really, really appreciate it. So if you're liking the podcast, give us some stars. If you got time to write a review, awesome. If not, even just giving a rating would be a massive help wherever you choose to listen to your podcast. Um, I alluded to a little bit earlier, we got a couple special things coming up that I want to put on your radar. We had 
Um, we we kind of touched on a little bit during the, the the conversation here this week, but the bliss circle that Paige and Sam are going to be running monthly guided meditation workshops. We have six months set out, so dates will be starting in April and going all the way through September. Uh, both Paige and Sam will be running it on alternating months. You can find information, easiest, most up-to-date information would be on the Facebook page. So if you head to Performance Locker on Facebook and look at the events, you will find the Bliss Circle with dates, times, can ask questions, contact, the whole nine yards. Uh, sign up links, everything you need is right there. So definitely go check that out. I'm very excited. I know the girls have been working really hard on that, and it's been a project that they have put a lot of time and effort into and something they've been wanting to do for quite some time. So we're really excited to get that and, and put it out to the world. The other one that we have going on, and this one's starting pretty quick. It's coming up. So uh, in mid-April, we are going to have a four-session culinary experience with Chef Ben Darga. So the goal of this is really going to be kind of demystifying the kitchen, if you will. Think of it as like a crash course in culinary school. Basic knife skills, learning how to chop fresh garlic so you can stop using that powdered nonsense, um, some techniques that really are going to unlock some different ingredients, some different recipes, fresher foods. We're going to have a whole one on meat, best ways to cook, best practices, temperatures. What's the difference between pan frying and oven roasting? What's the difference between braising and grilling? Uh, we're going to have a whole one on fruits and veggies, uh, how to roast a red pepper, what is the proper temperature? How do you saute an onion? What are different ways that you can cook an onion? Uh, so much stuff, so much stuff that I'm having trouble even listening to all of it. And then the fourth and final one will be a feast. So Ben is basically gonna run the kitchen. We're gonna be at Art in the Loft and he is going to take the group and we're gonna prepare a multiple course meal and then we're all gonna sit down and eat something delicious. So four hands-on in the kitchen education sessions helping us be a better cook, uh, culinary school 101 in you know the, the quick and dirty basics, if you will, followed up by a pretty substantial feast on the fourth session. So it's gonna be a ton of fun. You can also find information for that on the Facebook page if you look under events. And that guy is gonna run four Saturdays in a row. So it's gonna start on April 13th and go all the way through the first week in May, which is gonna be Saturday, May 4th. Um, all the times, information, everything you need is, is on the Facebook page. So you can check that out, shoot us any questions, uh, but it's gonna be a lot of fun, really, really hands-on, and I'm really looking forward to that one. If uh, you wanna get to know Ben a little bit better, we did an episode with him a few weeks back, and you can check that out, and he's, uh, he's a great cook, and he makes some awesome stuff, and. Really excited for that one. So again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, don't forget to check out those events on the website, on the on the, the Facebook page, and uh, leave us a review, leave us a rating, and we'd really appreciate it. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time.